This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Yes, thank you so much for listening. I'm John Solberg, your host for the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. I need to let you know that this episode is being brought to you by The Butcher Shop, purveyors of highly sought after 100% Australian non-crossbred Wylara 9 Plus briskets. And as always, they are handpicked just for you. The Butcher Shop has been retailing the finest meats for the past 15 years. Every week, they're shipping out competition-quality meats to many of the biggest teams in the competition scene across the nation. Simply put, teams who use the Butcher Shop win, and they win often. Not a competitor, but still have an eye for the finer cuts? Great news, the Butcher Shop is shipping some of the finest prime, dry-aged Australian Wagyu and Japanese Wagyu steaks to folks just like you and me who aspire to be the kings and queens of their cul-de-sacs. The Butcher Shop always has Berkshire, Compart Duroc, Allegiance Duroc, and Prairie Fresh all-natural pork in stock. And again, it is always handpicked just for you. So let's review. The best competition briskets, check. The best pork selection, check. Giving you a better overall option to cook at home, check. So give the butcher shop a call today, 850-458-8782. That's 850-458-8782. Be sure that you mention the Barbecue Central Show for 10% off your entire order each and every time. You can also interact with them on their Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Butcher Shop. Shop is spelled S-H-O-P-P-E. The Butcher Shop, home of the 100% Australian non-crossbred Wylara 9 Plus briskets. And here's what's going on in today's show from July back in 2013. Greg is going to catch up with one of my favorites, Mr. Teddy Reader. All right, now here's something that I did notice. When I had Dave Bosca on when we were recounting his veritable ass-kicking of Rolling Smoke and uh, whoever the other guy was on the Barbecue Pitmaster, Dave, moving on. Did anybody else pick up on that little trick that he showed? I was watching, uh, two weeks ago, I was watching Barbecue Pitmasters. And right before the 9 o'clock airing of whatever the newest episode is, they show like previous ones and that one happened to be the one with Dave Boskin right before he started doing any prep on the ribs as far as rub what did he do he took out the secret weapon little H2O dropped a little water on the ribs then put the rub on because in his words if you go back and listen to it I didn't catch it the first time there was so much great information that he was disseminating across the airways on Barbecue Pitmasters. I missed this nugget. But he said, hey, when you think about it, rub is like a, a dehydrated spice. Put a little water layer down first and then put on the rub. It helps it, I guess, rehydrate. and so. Does it help it soak in better? Is that what it is, Dave? Um, or it rehydrates the spice since it is, in his terms, a dehydrated spice. Water's going to help it rehydrate. And... It's, you know, fabulous. I was just going to say, Dave, you, should, you got a new product coming out right now. It's called Rib Water, ladies and gentlemen. ButcherBBQ.com. Look for it at a competition near you. But uh, that's definitely something I've been, I've been a big fan of hitting it with EV olive oil and then rub. I think I might try a little water next time and see if uh, this Dave Bosky character knows what the hell he's talking about. 
So if you didn't miss, uh, if you didn't get that trick when you saw it either in the original airing, when you smacked the other two teams around and moved on, and handily, I might add, and didn't get it on a number of replays since then, because I believe Destination America only shows barbecue pitmasters. It shows some type of infomercials early in the morning until like 8 or 9 o'clock, and they get right back into the grilling and barbecue again. It's a destination barbecue is what it should be called. Try it out and let me know. Have you tried it out? Let me know what you think. Is it awesome? Does it make the biggest difference in the world? Want to know? I'm going to try it myself. Uh, My next guest, Ted Reeder, joining us here on the show. Teddy, how are you, buddy? Uh, You know, I mentioned, uh, well, we're just... Here's, a, here's an interesting thing. Let me get your take on this. This isn't something I actually plan to ask you about. Uh, I was watching this uh, Barbecue Pitmasters TV show, and uh, one of the guys who's a show sponsor who had actually moved on a couple weeks ago, Dave Bosca from Butcher Barbecue, let out a secret where he said, hey, before we put on the rub for the ribs, he puts a little layer of water down, and he said, hey, the rub is kind of like this dehydrated spice, so you put a little water down, and then you put the rub on, and it kind of helps it uh, rehydrate and, and maybe give it even a little bit more flavor as being somebody in this food service industry, in the barbecue industry. Does that lend some credit to you? What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, a lot of, especially when you get into uh, manufacturing and food processing, um, meat, water, rub, uh, one helps increase the moisture of, uh, in the meat and also helps facilitate the, uh, even coating of the spice rub over top of the, of the ribs, especially when you're trying to season more than one rack at a time. So in processing, you know, they'll open up, they'll do a, a vat that holds 5,000 pounds of ribs. And they throw them in there, and they put a certain percentage of water, and they put a certain percentage of spice, and tumble it up and draw a vacuum and put some moisture into them. So putting some water down on it and adding rub will also uh, enhance your ribs nicely. Um, So 4th of July for the people in the States here coming up in just a matter of days. Huge grilling day for many folks here. You know, what are basically, what are some of the most important things folks need to do to make sure the grill is safe if this is the first time they're rolling it out? Um, well, if, if this is the first time they're rolling it in, I'm telling them, shame on you. July 4th is the first time you get this thing really? in. Really? Give me and a break. And that's the thing should be going year-round. Absolutely. Um, but, but, when you're, but for the 4th of July, one is a clean grill is a hotter grill, and a clean grill is a healthier grill. And so you want to make sure it's clean. You want to make sure if it's a gas grill that it's in working order. You want to make sure that if it's a kettle grill, uh, maybe some of those legs are a tripod style, those things. You want to make sure it's all secure and everything's ready for when you go to start your charcoal or your gas and start cooking. And then from there, it's open season. You know, it's the 4th of, 4th of July. It's a, it's a time to celebrate. Um, we just finished our Canada Day, and, and I love the 4th of July. I love the fact that Americans celebrate with, with gusto and with love and passion. And I think that's awesome, and I think you should cook the same way. And if you're going to, you know, whatever you're going to fire up. I just made burgers for my wife and I tonight, and they were, they were I bought some bratwurst sausages, and I just peeled them out of the, the, the casing and then mixed it up, and I added a little bit of extra garlic and threw in some smoked paprika and planked those up on maple planks and glazed them with a mixture of bourbon, uh, maple syrup, chipotle, Tabasco, and a little bit of barbecue sauce. And they were juicy and moist, and I shaped them in like a a triangle, so they looked like a giant dinosaur egg. (laughs) 
and they were they were mouth watering. Like I mean, I ruined a T-shirt tonight, and I just put a brand new one on today. And so you know that if you're going to have a burger and you ruin a T-shirt while eating it, that's a good thing. Yeah, somebody's done something right, no doubt about it. Now <laughs> that's it. So there, typically people might have let's say fifteen to thirty people. I know that's kind of a, a big variation, but depending on how many people you know, how long you've been in a neighborhood, you could have a swing like that. Are you a big fan of having your guests? take part in the cooking aspect or, or having these food bars or are you not too much into the other people being hands-on as far as that's concerned no i love it I, I i wish my neighborhood could do something like that um they all expect me to cook and and it'd be like i i want to try other people's grilled foods and smoked foods and barbecued foods i want to see what they're doing and and because it, you can never stop learning and you might pick up a trick and even a guy that like me that's been around the block a few thousand times, um, you know, I, I want to try something new. And I see stuff all the time from different fans that put, post stuff on Facebook and other social media. And I, and I, and I say to myself, wow, that's really cool. I'm going to, like, tweak that or play with that or modify that. And you learn something. And so I want to try all the different taste sensations, whether they be good or bad, you know. Um, Maybe someone will ask me for a, a way of doing it better if they can't, if they, if they fail at it. But everyone should get out there and try. And if you try and it comes out just okay, well, then you try again and you just try and make it better. Every time you go to your grill or your smoker, make it a little bit better than the last time. And then you're improving and you're learning. Everybody has to start as a beginner at some point. Experts. I remember the first time I fired up a grill. I knew nothing. And, you know, I still learn when I, when I watch charcoal uh, getting ready and you, you look at the wind and the weather and what's going on and you take note. So get out there and cook. That's the way it goes. And I'd love to try it all. And that's a long version answer. Sorry. <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, the majority of people, it's probably going to be hamburgers at some point. Some of the more intermediate to uh, expert level backyard guys might take on the bigger cuts of barbecue meat like the briskets, the pork butts, the ribs. But you know there's going to be a lot of burgers consumed. You're one of the foremost authorities on burgers. You have one of the best books out there about burgers. You know, what's some of the top two or three tips to making a great burger? And we're not talking about going to the grocery store and buying the pre-made crap that's in the, uh, the, de- in the case. But we're talking about making your own burgers. What are the best two or three tips you can give us? Go get those tips. Head over to the BBQCentralShow.com. Link in today's show notes will take you to this complete episode, and you can check that out. I'm also always very happy when I can find a little six degrees of separation with Dave Bosca. That's always fun for me. Something you'd like to hear? Use a search box over at the BBQCentralShow.com. Find something you're interested in. Shoot me an email, John, J-O-N, John, at the BBQCentralShow.com, and I will see what I can do to pull together a show for you. Appreciate that very much. Make sure that while you're on the interwebs, you check out the Butcher Shop Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Butcher Shop. The shop is spelled S-H-O-P-P-E. Mention the Barbecue Central Show for 10% off your entire order. And until next time on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less, I'm your host, John Solberg. I look forward to talking to you again soon.